0: Indivisible, by Thoughts Like a Minefield, Incogninja. Rating is explicit. Choose not to use archive warnings. Category is female-male. Fandom is the boys. Relationship, soldier boy, the boys, original female character. Character, soldier boy, the legend, original female character. Additional tags, slapping. Breast play, nipple play, nipple licking, dirty talk, sex talk. Summary Where did Ben go after Legends and before visiting Countess's sanctuary? Gonna have to burn those clothes, the stink alone, the legend mutters, trying not to stare, but he's right fucking there, stalking through his penthouse like the ghost of glory days past. As the former SVP of hero management follows the trail of ratty trainers and a filthy tracksuit, he retrieves his phone from his pocket to dial housekeeping and anything else his guest might want. So, uh, yeah, help yourself to whatever. His master bath is cavernous, modern, and sophisticated. The tension that seizes the thick shoulders of his unexpected visitor roils the air. Luckily, he mastered the perfect tone to ease that familiar tension decades ago. Straight ahead there, just hit the second button on the left. You like it. Ben rumbles a deep growl before the hot spray of water and billowing steam enshrouds his immaculate shape. Soldier Boy is alive as a shadow of his former self, traumatized by whatever he's been through. No matter how this experience has changed the soldier, whether it be a knockdown or an epic fucking glow-up. The legend salivates over the public relations extravaganza Ashley Barrett is about to enjoy. I'll order you something to eat, he calls over his shoulder as he turns to exit the bathroom. Get you a beer and a little pick-me-up. Ben closes his eyes and breathes in and out in the moist heat. He lets his lungs expand and contract, feels his chest grow heavy, then light. He tries not to think of the screams, and the smoke, and debris from moments before, only what's in front of him at the moment. Once he's able to imagine something less terrifying than the aftermath of whatever he exacted upon those innocent people, he opens his eyes and begins to clean himself. After his shower, he walks out of the bathroom to find his old suit, shield, and boots on a headless mannequin in a rolling cabinet. Thought you might want that, am I right? the legend's inquiry cuts through the panic that threatens to grip Ben's heart and lungs. Why the fuck else would I be here? He asks. The legend hands him a pile of street clothes. You can't go out like that, though. Ben drops the rib tank and baseball jersey to the bed to pull on the sweatpants as the legend strides toward his bedside. Knife? He asks. On it! The legend kneels in front of an unassuming looking nightstand, opens a door, presses his hand to a lit screen, and a panel pops open. Right here in my personal vault for safekeeping. Ben huffs a wry laugh and shakes his head. By the time he's dressed, his host is at his side, arm extended, hilt outward. His eyes flick to the other man's gaze. The legend is a smart man. He's dependable, predictable, and trustworthy if you're on the right side, but Ben's been away for a long time and nothing is what it once was. He accepts the knife and then looks up again, catching a tinge of concern in the legend's eyes. Don't you want to know where I've been? Or maybe you already know. Ben secures the knife's sheath to his hip to later conceal under the jersey. He's impressed the legend keeps a cool head in the face of Ben's accusation. Where or how you've been is none of my business, but you're going to need a plan. He turns his back on Ben to demonstrate that he has nothing to fear and leads the barefoot, shirtless superhero, armed with a hunting knife, out into his dining area. In the middle of the table are a bucket of Budweiser on ice and a hand mirror with two expertly cut lines of coke. There's a cheeseburger on the way. Once you're fed and feeling a little more like yourself, we can catch up on a few things. No. Now. Ben jerks a sweating bottle of beer from the bucket and flicks the cap from the mouth and across the room before tipping the bottle back and gulping it down at once. Saw noir larger than life on a fucking billboard. Where's everybody else? Swato was shot out of the sky the same day you disappeared, but as far as I know, everyone else is alive. Where? Don't know exactly, but I can find out. Do that. Count us first. The legend nods and pulls his phone from his pocket again. I'll make a few calls. Ben heads back to the bedroom to pack his suit and shield and finish getting dressed. Fifteen minutes later, the legend returns to find him at the table indulging and imbibing. What's new theme park? Chimpanzee Sanctuary. She's got a trailer at the site. He hands Ben a small piece of paper with directions to find his former lover. Ben rolls his eyes. Her and those fucking monkeys. He mutters, setting the mirror aside to sniff and pinch his nose clean before accepting the piece of paper. What else? Story was, Russians held Countess back, gassed you with something, then left with your body. She claims she heard your heart stop and closes his eyes and grinds his teeth. Halothane. That's how they control me the first few years, but I built up a tolerance to it, so they kept me on ice when they weren't. His eyes flutter and twitch. The legend proceeds with the intel to distract them both from whatever it is the Russians did to him while he was awake. Edgar didn't press your team any further than he had to. Some of us thought it was a cover-up. Nobody could be sure but they all got separate gigs where each was the star of their own show. That was the end of Payback. Except Noir. He's on the new team. Ben motions to the window from where they can clearly see a billboard for the latest superhero team. Yeah, if you can call it that. The legend scoffs, and Ben arches a brow. Not much of a fan of these new soups. Bunch of prima donnas. Huh. Forty fucking years he murmurs, staring out the window. About that. The legend retrieves a clip of neatly folded bills from his pocket. Here, get your hair cut and trim that marmot on your face. Something tugs a bit of mirth into the corner of Ben's mouth. Claudio's still around? He asks, accepting and pocketing the cash. The legend nods. Move to Brooklyn, though, 46th Street. Ben echoes his nod as he swipes the last of the coke from the mirror with two wide fingertips before rubbing it into his gums. Thanks, Legend. He says, hoisting his new bag full of his only possessions left in the world onto his shoulder. You never saw me. He winks before turning and walking away. What? I'm not even seeing you now. He calls after the soldier's retreating form before hearing the door to his penthouse click shut. Ben? It can't be. The old man whispers, removing his glasses to clean them just as he squints into the afternoon sun streaming around the visitor at his door. Claudio Caponegro is an institution in New York City. After 1952, no one cut Ben's hair or beard but the Italian immigrant. Even at 10 years his senior, Ben always considered Claudio a father figure of sorts. He admired his work ethic and the quick and quiet way he did his craft. Claudio. He greets the old man with zero attempts at an explanation. If you can't tell, I could use a shave and a haircut. It's been a while. What a pleasure, Ben. Come, sit. He spins his chair to invite the old guard to sit before scurrying to gather his tonic and tools. As Ben relaxes into the tufted cushion. Claudio begins muttering in Italian. Ben knows enough of the language to understand that Claudio is disappointed in his lack of grooming, which in turn makes Ben laugh. Same old trinkets and memorabilia adorn Claudio's shelves and walls as the last time payback was here. Ben's attention and his eyes dance around nostalgia until the trill of a telephone cuts through the silence. Claudio, when'd you get a phone? Ben chuckles. Remembering the baker's kids from two doors down, coming for Claudio when his family called the bakery, asking when he'd be home for dinner. Claudio's barber shoe? A feminine voice floats through the air. Ben can't see her, but her voice makes him warm. Eh, my granddaughter. She said I had to come to the 21st century with a phone. He deftly sprays and combs tonic through Ben's hair. Giovanna, take a message. Giovanna, your daughter? Ben twists in the chair until he spots a leggy, olive-skinned goddess in the back room. You remember, Gigi. Claudio chuckles. A no fucking course he remembers, Gigi. She was the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen. Countess hated the kid. Ben always assumed she was jealous. Why don't you just fuck her and get it over with, Ben? She's a kid. Give her a break he replied, smiling and waving for the crowd. That didn't stop you with Diane Lane. Diane Lane is 19. Whatever, let's get this fucking photo op over with. All grown up, I see. Ben purrs to the old man who pays him no mind. Uh, She has grown children of her own, Ben. She and her girls help me with the business, since I don't see numbers so good no more. Claudio leans in and whispers. Her ex-husband is garbage. Claudio stands straight again and calls out to his daughter. Gigi, come see who's here. Pops, it's close to dinner time. This is the last... Giovanna stops in her tracks, and her eyes go wide. Soldier boy, she breathes. Ben puts on his most winning smile and bats his eyelashes the way women have always liked. When I'm not in uniform, I usually go by Ben. Gigi blinks and shakes her head. Wow. She whispers as she slowly regains her footing and walks the rest of the way into the main shop. I can't. Ben nods. I know. I couldn't believe it either, kiddo, but I'm free. Came to see your pops to get cleaned up. Didn't expect to see you. Jeezy's cheeks flush hot and she drops her eyes. That demure, submissive thing makes him so hard. She's taller than she was as a teen, with longer legs and curves in all the right places, but the same fresh, clean beauty. Guileless is the word that Edgar used to describe Gigi's charm back in the day. The thought of Edgar tightens Ben's lungs again, so he breathes in deep before looking up at her as she approaches. Her brows above her dark eyes is lined with worry, but her gaze is on fire. Pops, you should walk down and meet Marissa and Joey. Pick up the dinner, Ma ordered. Have you seen this beard? Claudio complains. I'm sitting right here. Ben laughs. Gigi chuckles and shakes her head. I'll handle the beard, she replies, striding to the door to flip the sign to closed and draw the blinds. You've had a long day. Okay, okay. Claudio sighs, setting his hair tools aside to be sanitized. I do the hair, Gigi does the beard. Even trade. Claudio retrieves his hat and situates it just right atop his head before turning one last time. You take care, Ben. Ciao, Claudio. Ben calls as the old man shuffles out the door. Giovanna clears her throat, then spins and reclines the chair to wash, trim, and condition his beard. She massages his temples, his jaws, his neck, and shoulders. She revels in touching him the way she's always wanted. Ben begins to hum through a sly smile, and it sends a vibration through her bones. You grew up, Gigi. He blinks his eyes open, looking up at her. There's a hint of playful accusation in his tone and his eyes that makes her cheeks hot again. God, you're here ten minutes and I'm already blushing like that awkward little fourteen-year-old with a crush. Gigi backs away and turns to wash and dry her hands. Ben sits up and writes the chair before standing and sidling up behind her at the sink. You had a crush on me? Gigi scoffs and arches a brow in the mirror, like you didn't know. Heard about your husband? He crowds in, wrapping his hands around her ribcage. Maybe you need a rebound. Gigi closes her eyes and relaxes into the solid wall of muscle at her back. Ben dips in and presses full, damp lips to the side of her throat as his hands work on the sash around her waist. Talk to me, doll. About what? She gasps when he spins her and takes her bottom lip between his, then uses his teeth. Anything. Just want to hear you. He turns and walks her backward to the table five feet away, then lifts her on top, rucking her skirt around his wrists. Gigi doesn't think about the words. She just starts rambling. I was 14 when I had my first real kiss. Ben nips at her jaw on the way down her throat, and then grips her knees tight and yanks her forward. Fuck, you were already gone, but I thought about you anyway, the whole time. Ben groans, sliding his hands back upward to trace the edges of her silk panties. His mouth meets hers again for a practiced kiss. Not too much tongue, but enough insistence that he already knows the answer to the question he's about to ask. Was the kiss any good? Anything like this? He doesn't wait for an answer before kissing her again, breathless this time. No way, she answers, wriggling under his rough hands as he toys with the damp fabric between her legs. Take him off. You got it. Ben reaches across his hips for his knife. Before Gigi can register what he's about to do, he's done it, and her underwear is a scrap of dirty silk on the floor. Tell me more, he says, setting the knife aside to unbutton her blouse. Tell me. Ben bites his lip at the sight of her breast swelling over the top of a sheer pink bra. Tell me about the first time someone sucked on these beautiful tits. Ben licks his lips and brushes his thumbs across the gauzy fabric, watching her dark nipples quickly harden before pulling the cups down to expose them. Summer camp, 1987. It was a dare. Two boys, one touching, one tasting. Her breath hitches when Ben begins to mimic what she's saying. Did you come? He asks around a mouthful of flesh. She shakes her head and closes her eyes. I was too scared. As Ben switches breasts, he asks, Are you scared now? No, please. She wraps her legs tightly around his hips and squeezes good girl. He blows a stream of cool air across both wet nipples as he pushes her legs open again and slides his free hand between her thighs to stroke her clit. You want to come? I just want you. This. Anything you want. Ben gives her a pitying look with an edge of something she doesn't recognize. You should take that back doll and be a little more specific. He hooks a finger inside her as he circles her clit with his thumb, and begins to pinch and twist her taut nipples. You look so dirty with your tits spilling into my hands, and your hungry cunt sucking my fingers. He pushes the second finger inside her, and she leans back on her elbows, arches her back, and spreads her legs wider. Yes. Fuck. Ben grips and smacks her breasts, one at a time, as he ramps up the thrust of his hand between her legs. You know what I want, Giovanna? I want you to come. And I want to hear you say my name. Because no little summer camp boy and no deadbeat daddy has ever made you come like I can. And no one ever will. Ben, she whispers. Fuck, Ben. I'm going to come. He snarls and grips one of her breasts tight, then dives in to suck the other as he slams into her with two fingers and his thumb furiously works her clit. Say my fucking name and come, he growls. She gasps and arches almost completely off the stainless steel tabletop. Ben! That's right, good girl. He eases away from her to reach his bag, rifling through it for the condoms he snacked from Legend's bathroom. When he turns back to Gigi, she's settling on her knees at his feet. Well, oh, shit. Only got so much time today, Giovanna. He sweeps her dark hair out of her face and over her shoulders as she works his sweatpants over his hips and pulls his hard cock free. So if you really want to suck my dick till I come down that pretty throat, I guess I'll have to come back for that pussy and ass later. Gigi closes her eyes and hums as she guides him into her welcoming mouth and swallows him down. As Ben stands vibrating in the center of a trailer, belonging to the woman he once believed he loved. Struck by the full force of her hatred and betrayal, he allows himself to succumb to the crush in his chest and burn the place to the ground. He walks out feeling lighter than he's felt since he was freed by the limey cocksucker following him into the woods, thinking about what he has to look forward to the next time he sees sweet Giovanna.